Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you at Under Armour Ventilation, coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Good morning. The savagery of the guys back in Bristol in the control room. Yeah. Change clothes. Let's go, Max. Change clothes. Lift it up, Max. The savagery. Okay, we're clean good? today. Am I good? Sure? Are you sure, Max? No, no I, didn't, sure? I, don't, I didn't Raise study the sweater before I put it on. I hope not. For people at home, Max Kellerman just raised his arms, and there are no holes, no holes underneath under, his armpits. No holes Congratulations, under Max. That's for sure. Congratulations. Well, thank you Sneakers but clean. But there's holes the whole in thing. your argument, so. There, a lot my, of holes my in the argument. Are, Jay, my arguments a lot are. of holes in those arguments. A lot of holes. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, so we're talking about Kevin Durant, who spoke about his, his legacy to the athletic. And, Jay, you said, you know, I said this is important. If he wins a championship with the Suns right now, it will elevate him in the conversation to where I think he belongs. You, so I, and to demonstrate this, I'm like, where do you, who are your top three players ever? And you have KD as one of your top three along with MJ and well, LeBron. Because I'm not talking about winning championships to well, whatever, define it's top greatness. Three, however no, 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 I think this it. is a very important point because what we do is like our greatest is, well, how many championships have you won? We naturally go there. Chris Canty, I am talking about sheer talent and skill set. The height combined with the skill set is something the game of basketball really hasn't That's seen true. before. I'd like to point one thing out, and then I want to get Chris's top five. That I think there's a difference between better and greater. That's fine. And the, and the, and like the thought experiment you could use is if you, the, here's, a, here's a sport that's measured objectively. There's nothing to argue. Track and field. What's, the, what's your time in the 100, right? Every, the 10th the best sprinter in the world today would dust Jesse Owens. He's objectively better. To me, it's a useless term because that's not really what we're talking about. You don't know the name of the top 10 sprinter in the world today, the 10th best, but you know Jesse Owens. That'll ring bells forever. So when you talk about the greatest sprinters ever, you're not necessarily just going down a list of their times. But that's not always true. Because we were just watching during the highlights, uh, during the coming in, during the break. You, would Barry Sanders be the real deal in today's NFL? Y- yes, but let me – let's not – I, I don't want to get sidetracked. I want to – This is a counterpoint I, to your point. I, 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 okay, but, but I haven't made the point That's yet. fair. That's so, a fair point, Jay. So, so the point is that better and greater are two different things. And what we really are talking about is greatness. So when I might agree with you that KD is one of the three best players ever, why isn't he considered maybe the best player? But to me, that'll fade because someone else will come along who could do all types of crazy stuff, and you'll be sitting here going, yeah, but man, KD in his time. So I'm, so I'm asking really for the greatest list. But okay, you can give your best list and say, no, nah, I don't see it that way. That's fine with me. I just give my list of who I think is the greatest Chris, I, I just say – Well, well here's, the, here's the thing, though, Max. You're, you're talking about competitive greatness, which is being at your best when your best was required. When KD was at the NBA Finals, when he was with the Golden State Warriors, he got Finals MVPs. Well, So you've seen that competitive greatness in him. Not exactly, To Chris. go along with – How exactly. is that not exactly? I, I was, this is why. Because, number one, I felt LeBron was the better player in the first series. And, number two, when you are on a team with the two best shooters, arguably, whoever lived – on the same team. It's not, and you're Kevin Durant, of course you are going to go off. It's almost impossible for you not to. It was, that's what I mean. That was, that team this, this was like, really, this is what Max, really aren't you kind of, Max, hold on, Max, aren't you proving, Max, aren't you kind of proving the point, though, 
He's with two of the greatest shooters the game has ever seen, yet in the last five minutes, clutch time, both of those players deferred to Kevin Durant because he's in those final and, series. Because he's better. And Chris, this so, is really so, so they're acknowledging yeah, that he's, he's that dude. Yes, he was better but than them. This, is, this yes. is what really bothers me when, like, when I hear people that have not competed at a very high level say these things. It's almost impossible for him not to have gone off. Do you know how hard it is to go off when the moment means the most? Yes. Like, and and no, it's, it's no offense to you, Max, but, like, like, the whole man in the arena thing, like, being in a stadium with hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people watching a game, the pressure that comes along, performing at the highest maximum point, like, that is so hard to do. And people just gloss over it. Like, oh, yeah, it's almost impossible for him not – you have no damn idea how hard it is to okay. do. Let me. Can I you give don't. You a, can I understand what you're saying? I'd like to counter that. I don't want to gloss over that. I want to counter that. I don't think that. you can counter that. Well, I don't think you have any reason. Not if reasonable- you don't let me say it. Okay. If you have ever been in a situation, some kids are coming after school, right? And there's a bunch of them, right? And who's going to – Chris, Chris. I live that movie. Yeah, you know what I mean? The Decepticons are coming. Who, who's who's yeah, going to – you, like, you better be on a track team, cuz. Right, but, but, but Chris, there's sometimes where people get brave when they know they got the numbers with them. Then their chest is out. Then they can talk that talk. But when it's even up or when maybe they're not so sure they can win, it feels different, right? What I am simply saying about KD is he had his best performances – when he had everyone with him in, in OKC. And I'm not saying he's not a clutch player. I think Kevin Durant's incredible. I feel privileged to watch his career. I want to make that very clear. He's incredible. When he was in OKC in Game 7 at Golden State, he and Westbrook, not so much, right? Like, now let's see. That's what, in the Warriors, when you got Steph and Clay, you got everyone with you, it's different. Now let's see what he does. When he's on the Suns, he's got a crew with him, but so do some other guys. It's not like it's, not like it's a, it's a three-to-one type. You know, th- that Golden State team was a juggernaut. No one thought anyone had a chance. I'm just saying this is different. when Draymond Green, who was on the team, who was on the team, I, it, it, that deserves credibility, correct? Because a guy who was actually on the team, a, a, a critical cog in the wheel of the we team. We wouldn't have won without him. Yep. When Draymond Green says there's no way him. we would have won the championship without Kevin Durant, what does that say? It says that they were already an incredible team and they added an MVP caliber player. But, he, but here's, what I, here's the other thing, though, Max, because you're going back to the OKC days. Like, did we forget that the guy won an MVP with OKC? Did we yeah. forget that he took a team to the NBA Finals? Like, those things happened. So it's not as if he felt like he couldn't get to a championship level with the Oklahoma City Thunder or other teams. It's not like he felt like he had to join the Golden State Warriors in order to achieve that. He had already done that. The only thing that he hadn't done is actually win the damn title. And when he got with Golden State, he Chris, did that can I give you another twice, analogy? and he got finals MVPs. Can I give you another analogy? So you're a fight fan, right? <clears throat> yeah. So <clears throat> you could take a guy like Muhammad Ali in his prime. He was the goodest heavyweight who ever lived, right? He, people mm. couldn't, even Sonny List, no one could touch him when he was fast and everything, but people were like, yeah, but he's not really getting hit. What's going to happen when he's in a war? What happened was he went away for three and a half years. The government wouldn't let him fight because he refused induction into the Army during Vietnam. He finally comes back, and now he's out of his prime, but Joe Frazier and George Foreman and Kenny Norton are all in theirs, and they test him, and he still – he proved 
when he was no longer the goodest heavyweight ever, he proved he was the greatest. So what I'm saying is I know that KD is among the goodest players who ever lived, Jay. Well, you have him in your top three. I understand that. What I'm trying to find out is he among the greatest players who ever lived. So I'm asking you, Chris, who's your top five? Oh, my top five players are going to go Jordan. Number five. LeBron, Number Jordan. four. No, you're going in the reverse order. So no. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Just do your list and stop. Stop. How that. do you want me to do it? No, guys? no, no. no forget about how Pat's doing. Come, come on, Pat. Pat, stop it. I didn't, think I, was gonna pro- I didn't think you were going to produce it up. So Number I'm go one. Jordan. Number two. LeBron. Number three. Kareem. Number four. Magic. Number five. Kobe. I think that's a totally respectable list, and I would imagine that KD one day, were he to win some championships on teams we're that are like 50-50, by the way, we're might talk- be on that list. Don't, don't label me as I was not talking championships. I'm, but once again, once again, you're theory. asking, but once again, you're going to Chris about greatest uh, Jay. championships. Jay, no, Max. I'm not. No, I'm not. I asked a simple question. You can define it however you want. Who are the greatest players? Who are your three top NBA players? players? I've ever... I asked you for five. You gave me three. You set your own criteria. I asked Chris. Yes, he I'm set giving his. you my criteria. Well, there's different criteria. Because okay, so don't yell at me. I didn't I'm make not, the criteria. I'm not I yelling at you. I, I just think you keep going back to boxing analogies, which is an individual sport. Have you ever played a team sport? Yeah. What team sport have you played? Baseball when I was a little kid. Okay, yeah. so you know that you're relying <laughs> upon yeah, other right. players to help the individual's greatness, correct? Sure. So, like, how do you factor that into – as, as you Jay, equate individuals in team sports, Jay, it takes a lot for things to go correct, Jay, right? I under, I, I like, under, let me ask, let me ask Chris Canty a question. Chris, mm. Tom Brady is the greatest winner ever to play the quarterback position, correct? Yeah. Because team, is he the greatest quarterback talent you've ever seen? Are no. those two different? Co- who's the greatest quarterback talent? Like, who do we say talent wise? Pat Mahomes. Okay. Pat Mahomes. Way different. So now we're separating greatness as opposed to team sport and individual talent. Two different lanes, correct? That, that, that's my main point I'm trying to get across here. But Max keeps making it one. No, and no, I'm not Jay, making you're it getting, one. You're getting frustrated for some reason. I'm not. But I'm, not, I'm just you, passionate. You, you Don't mistake my frustration for passion. You, you, but look, basketball, the reason basketball and boxing and now football with the quarterback has been barbershop talk for so long, water cooler talk for so long, schoolyard talk for so long, different than other sports is because it's not that you can reduce it to we over we get like absurd about reducing it to one on one because it's not one on one. However, basketball is because you can run all your plays through your best players. Yeah, and you can scheme against it, it defensively too. Two or three okay, guys shading your angle. Uh, fine. Yeah. Because you can. It's harder do, than just saying fine. Because you can do that, Jay. That that doesn't really address what I'm saying. Because you can run your best plays through your best players. There are fewer players on the floor, etc. You can see the influence that individual players have on the outcome of the game differently than in baseball or even football, although with the rise of the importance of the quarterback, that's starting to shift a little. So when people talk about greatness in basketball especially, they weigh heavily team success. Yes, they do. Now, if you want to tell me— I'm not saying that's wrong. If you want to tell me— Who said that that was wrong? If you want to tell me that this guy, LeBron, in 07, had no one with him, I'm with you. I give him extra credit enough to win the championship. He did amazing. When, you know, I I get that. I'm not arguing that But when we're talking about KD, he's been on teams with a lot of great players. Why do you keep going back? I'm not arguing about team greatness. You keep switching lanes. I I don't don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about mine because I played the game. I understand the skill level. And how and how players are defended and how it schemes. Maybe Jay. it's not going to understand it, Max. 
I asked you for your top right, players. We gotta you go gave to them to we me. Gotta go to break. I asked we Chris go to break. for his top players. He gave In them to me. In this corner, we have. <laughs> you changed the criteria. No, I gave you my criteria. That's for fine. What I, was I didn't at. object to it. All right. People want to talk about this. Eight 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 say ESPN. And also, could a tweet from a former Pats player have an effect on where Lamar lands? KJS. <laughs> Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, from Sirius XM Channel 80. We are joined now by Jeremy Fowler. People want to talk about Came into a Kevin very intense Durant. situation, but we yeah, and we will to get to the phone calls. But I'll, I'll try to bring a little levity here. Hold on, they gave me the mic. They gave me the mic. They gave you the limp mic. They gave me the limp mic. This is not a good thing. Hey, phrasing. Never go with the limp mic. That's hey, uh, never a good thing. No, it's never a good thing. This is usually Where's over the there. They, they switched it over. They must have something to cure this to fix it. All right. Jeremy, do you? Think- I heard you got to go see some Lady Alice. <laughs> so, oh, stop! Right. Jeez. Now we're going to talk about football, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, see, see that face you make. <laughs> Jeremy <Same> Fowler, <laughs> Asante Samuel tweets at Lamar Jackson. You, you believe me? You don't want to play for Bill Belichick. Yeah. Could do you think that could affect anything? No, I just think that's old baggage from a player who was frustrated playing for Bill <clears throat> Belichick. It, it has no bearing on any decision the Patriots are making. You know, Lamar Jackson is actively looking to negotiate with teams. Right now, there's not a lot to negotiate. As far as I've gathered, there aren't teams that are aggressively pursuing an offer sheet for Lamar, at least right now at the moment. Certainly, that could change closer to the draft, which could be sort of an inflection point. Um, But, yeah, that tweet, to me, just says an old player was frustrated and is trying to warn Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, he played for Bill Belichick how long ago? That's probably over a decade ago now. So, things have changed. You know. It doesn't change anything for Lamar. Jeremy, yesterday Bill Belichick tried to walk back his comments responding to a reporter asking about why fans should have confidence in their program moving forward. But it was interesting earlier in the week to see Robert Kraft's response to Bill's initial answer. I've heard that the relationship has been described as icy right now between the owner and the head coach. So 
just how hot is the seat for Bill Belichick in New England right now? Ooh, well, um, you know, I certainly wouldn't classify it as hot. I think that whenever he leaves the game, it will be a situation where he can probably leave on his own terms. I think they would work something out more than just the the typical uh, coach, you know, entering the hot seat because he's losing games and then eventually fired during the season. I just I don't see it ending that way whenever it does end. Well, Jer- um, Jeremy, I guess my better question I mean, is how close are we or how soon could that happen? Well, you're looking at three straight years now without Tom of, of essentially 500 football, right? Maybe even – I forget their record offhand. But 25 even, and 26 including yeah, the exactly. playoff I loss. It was a little less than 500. So, if that repeats itself for another year, uh, I think based on Robert Kraft's comments that, that he wants a winner again. It's becoming you know pretty clear that eventually they have to feel like they turn the page. And right now it's not there. And I, I don't know, based on where the roster is at, um, that they're certainly a, a – uh, insured to make the playoffs, right? It might be a fringe team. I think they'll be pretty good. Uh, Mac Jones with new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien can go a long way. Um, but if they're eight and nine again, or you know, right nine there on eight. the cusp, like what does Robert Kraft do? That's four years now uh, of of essentially underachieving football for the most part. One playoff uh, appearance, but Robert Kraft's an aggressive owner, so you know at that point you you have to wonder, okay, what's at least the succession plan here? You got Gerard Mayo as an assistant head coach there who has been sort of elevated or looked upon as a mm-hmm. potential successor. So I think, you know, it's different than most coaching situations because he's one of the best to ever do it. But, you know, I think at, the, at some point they're, they're looking to the future a little bit. And Jeremy Max has talked multiple times about, you know, one playoff appearance for Bill Belichick outside Tom Brady. Yeah. Or win. One playoff, one playoff win, win excuse me, in yeah. his career without Tom Brady and looking for that next one. And if he doesn't get one this year, then that starts to become a, a really big thing. Looking across the locker room at Mac Jones in the AFC East where other coaches are looking at their quarterbacks from Josh Allen to Tua to potentially Aaron Rodgers, what are the chances of them actually making the playoffs this year with Mac Jones? I mean, the AFC is a pantheon of great quarterbacks, and and it's a question whether New England has that, right? Mac Jones is still developing. You look at Miami, right? Made the playoffs last year with Tua being hurt, and now they added Jalen Ramsey and a bunch of other dudes on defense. Like I, I think they could win that division. And you got Buffalo; they're not going anywhere. And the Jets; it looks like they're going to be in serious contention here if they can pull off Aaron Rodgers and maybe add Odell Beckham. So major upgrades around the Patriots. And the Patriots have made a few moves; they've added some receiver help. They've done a few things. They, they could be on the lookout. I think they're at least window shopping on some of the top receiver type options, like whether it's DeAndre Hopkins or. You know, the Denver wide receivers, like a Jerry Judy, if he's available via trade, so they can look to upgrade, and Bill O'Brien helps. You know the defense is always going to be solid, but there's a real possibility that they're fourth in the AFC East. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if they're second. I don't expect them to win it, uh, but it, it, any scenario seems possible when, right now. When, so, so we had Charlie Weiss on the show a couple days ago, and um, he mentioned that he could see a scenario where Belichick, if he doesn't win a playoff game pretty soon, gets kicked upstairs. He's still the GM, and Mayo is the is the coach, right? right? Head coach. If when Robert Kraft says um, you have to, you know, Bill is the GM when he's asked about Lamar, yeah, right. Do you think that is a genuine thing that Robert Kraft would sign if Bill Belichick went to Kraft and said this is what it's going to take to get Lamar Jackson? Kraft would sign off on it. Does Bill? actually have the latitude to go get a Lamar Jackson if he so chose because 
I'm thinking Lamar Jackson on the Patriots. If I asked you that question again, who's favored to win the division, you'd be like, oh, maybe the Patriots, right? right? Because he gives you so much. So that makes me think if Bill's job potentially is on the line as a coach and he wants to keep it, then Bill, the GM, would go get Lamar Jackson, right? Unless he really can't get Lamar Jackson because Kraft is just saying that. Yeah, well, any ownership head coach scenario or when a GM wants to make a big signing, you go to your owner because the money involved, right? You, you got to get it approved. So you, you best believe he's going to Robert Kraft and saying, hey, can we spend $200-plus million in guaranteed money on Lamar Jackson and give up two first-round picks? So that would happen, even though Belichick has more power or authority than most in their positions. But uh, you're looking at the Patriots where they're thinking, okay, we still have a void of talent in some areas. If you get Lamar Jackson, you're not only changing your whole offense, but you're putting a a quarter of your salary cap on one player. Now, a great player, so certainly it could be worth it. And you're giving up the draft picks. That's just hard for a lot of head coaches or general managers to to wrap their head around. And so I think the Patriots are sort of in that boat a little bit. They still have a a quarterback that they feel is pretty good on a rookie deal. Um, That's just the logic that a lot of these teams are going through. Plus, I feel like if they make an offer for Lamar, then the Baltimore Ravens are just going to match that offer, so you're doing the work for Baltimore. So Wait, no, no. You're doing the work for Lamar. People keep phrasing well, it, you're doing the work for Baltimore. No, you're negotiating for Lamar because you're driving the price up, right? Yeah. It's just interesting. I think the league has put that language out there. Like teams have put that, maybe the Ravens, yeah. because I've heard this repeated by people a lot. Mm. You don't want to negotiate for the Ravens. Actually no, negotiating for Lamar. Giving Lamar an offer is negotiating for Lamar against the Ravens, right? I mean, that's what really we're, what we're talking about here. Um, right. Anthony Richardson had his pro day yesterday. Does he have a chance to go first? I'm not going to go that far yet. I mean, the, the Panthers have been pretty clear they're considering multiple quarterbacks. So, certainly, they went there to Florida's pro day yesterday with the possibility in mind. I don't think he's a player for the number one, but he – when I talked to like high-level scouts yesterday about, hey, how did he look? They said, well, he's looking like Seattle at five as his floor. Like That's sort of the, the comment well, that's the floor. that I get. Well, hmm. he wouldn't fall past there. It would be wow. floor, right? Yeah. So he wouldn't fall past five. That, that's sort of like the thinking going on right now. Is that a slam dunk? No. But like C- Seattle's a team that others are pointing to as like, wow, that makes a ton of sense because you have Geno Smith in play. you got two first-round picks. You can go get a defensive guy with the 20th pick, but at five, you could get, you know, a game changer who's raw and needs time, but you could sit him. Um, so the, like, I keep trying to find reasons why the Anthony Richardson hype train is false when I talk to teams, but everybody I talked to is like, you know, a month ago, is like, oh, he's no way he's falling out of the top 12. And now it's kind of like, I don't know if he's falling out of the top five. So um, he's going to be somewhere there high and it, it's, it's looming large for sure. That is Jeremy Fowler, ladies and gentlemen, who has bars. So we didn't ask you for them today, but, but you know, hey, maybe next time. For Thank sure. you, Jeremy. For sure. I was ready. All right, of course, Jeremy stays ready. Went in studio. He'll only, he'll only freestyle in studio. <laughs> Are you buying that Kevin Durant doesn't care about his legacy? 888-SAY-ESPN. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is March 31st. They got him. Yeah, they got me. They got you, dog. April Fool's on myself. (laughs) April Fool's came early. (laughs) Keyshawn J. Will and Maxwell presented by Progressive Insurance. Are you buying that KD does not care about his legacy? Chris Canty in for Key. I asked J. Will in the previous segment two segments ago. Give me your top five basketball players who ever lived, NBA players. And Jay says, however his criteria, he said, MJ, LeBron, and KD in some order. I asked Chris Canty. Chris said, let me see if I remember this in order. I think I do. MJ, one. LeBron, two. Kareem, three. Magic, four. Kobe, five. I think that's a respectable list. Two different lists. Yeah, I would have two different lists two different criteria. LeBron, two. Kareem three, Bill Russell four, Wilt five. Criteria is very important here when you're discussing the difference between all three lists we just provided. But I was wondering, because you already have KD there, and I was surprised, but I understand it's very clear the criteria is different if KD is if you have three and KD is there. Because if you I understand what you're saying, and I agree with that. If who's the best you've I'm just ever talking seen? About talent. Sure, ta- who's when, the best? Talent. Like, the guy, like you like look from at a guy who's played playing again, like that is so different. Whether it equates to championships or not, I know that is something special the game of basketball hasn't seen before. Chris, I was wondering for you, what would KD have to do, and then we'll take some calls, to crack your top five? Mm. You know, I think you got to have KD in the conversation to win some more MVPs, and I think it also takes him being able to get back to the NBA Finals. I don't know if it's necessarily about him being able to win another chip, but I think that's what it would take for me and here's the other thing that works against Kevin Durant a little bit, the injury history. I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy since he's been in Brooklyn, so that's also a huge concern. And then the last time we did see KD in the playoffs, it ended unceremoniously with a sweep against the Boston Celtics. Not exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you on that. Yeah, I'm with you on the, on the, on the um, sweep. I w- I'm with you on the health, too, because I think KD reached a new level toward the end of his stint at Golden State and then recently in Brooklyn. And the only thing that's stopping him from being called by far the best player in the game right now is health, right? So Giannis and other – because he, he doesn't play a lot nowadays. Yeah. So, so, look, there's a lot there. Jeff in Minnesota, you're on KJM ESPN Radio. Hey there. So, Jay, a little while ago I heard you say um, you said the best I've ever seen. Now, what happened to George Mikan? What happened to Wilt Chamberlain? And how is Carl Malone, one of the best power forwards ever, not on anybody's list? I think he still ranks um, like third or maybe fourth in scoring points. 
he had to go up against Jordan's Bulls right there. Jordan took um, a two-year magic. absence. Hakeem grabbed two. Carl Malone couldn't get to the final. I mean, you know. I've never seen George Mike in up close and personal. Right. So I've never seen him. I think, <laughs> I but, think but, everybody, because the question is always going to be answered differently, because people are going to have different criteria. Is it rings? Is it points? Mm-hmm. Is it your longevity? Is it, you know, maybe your style? And we're also talking about different eras of basketball. It seems like maybe for Jay, his criteria is players within the last 15 to 20 years. Not one of his players has been back like 30 or 40 years. But if you go to, if you, but if Jay says he, I put my eyes on the guy and I say he looks different than all the others, usually in any sport that's going to happen in the last 15 or 20 years, because athletes build on what came before them. That's why I say greatest, Jay, like my criteria is how, where did you rank in your era? Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then how tough was the era? I do think like, do you do I discount Bill Russell and Wilt a little bit because their eras were not as strong? Where, sure. Where do you have KD in this era? I have him. This is this is why I think this year, this postseason's huge. I have him two or three. And I think at the moment I have him two. But if Steph and the Warriors get past, go farther than the Suns this year, it's going to be hard to keep Steph, because this goes to your argument, Jay, even though they're on the same team in their prime, KD was the best player. He was better than Steph. But because it's a team game and Steph is this gravitational pull to other stars because his unselfishness and the way he plays creates this winning team thing, it's hard to say you wouldn't have drafted him to start your franchise, right, ahead of KD. So, But I think LeBron is clearly one, and KD... Mm. And Steph were duking it out for two. Mm. Carl Malone wasn't one or two or three in his era. No. <laughs> right? No. But so, no. you know, Bill Russell and Wilt were duking it out for that era. Magic and, Lebr- and, and Larry Bird duking it out for that era. Where's Giannis in this era for you? Yeah. It looks like it's going to be his once, you know, we got to see what happens. Interesting. Yeah. D in Dallas. What you got, brother? This is a sister. Oh, so hey, sister. Thank you so much. Hey, D, I'm sorry. My fault. My apologies. That's okay. I just wanted to address the do we buy KD and and the legacy argument, and I'm saying I'm not buying it. And I don't know if you guys saw a recent interview that KD did when they asked him about the uh, incoming uh, Hall of Famers. And he spoke really eloquently about Dirk Nowitzki, and he talked about the statue out in front of the arena and the street name out in front of the the arena. And he said out of his own mouth, that's what every player hopes to have at the end of their career. And that, my friends, is a legacy. That's what you want to have. And um, it, it's interesting to me that a lot of times when we talk about legacy, we you talk about championships and points and things like that. No one, everyone's trying to build super teams these days. I'm going to say this and I'm going to hang up and listen to you guys. I love you guys, by the way. Um, But uh, it has been noted that the late great, I love him, Kobe Bryant, actually tried to recruit Dirk Nowitzki to the Lakers when he was a free agent. And he said, I knew what he was going to say, but I had to ask him anyway. And Dirk said, I'd love to play with you, man, but. Dallas is my home, and I really want to bring this team a champ, this city a championship. 
that to me is what's a legacy. It's not how many championships. It's not all of this other stuff. It's loyalty. And I don't think enough is being paid to that part of team and championship. Damian Lillard's been, been loyal to the, the soil, right? But, but, but you know, it, in the end, he probably won't be remembered the same way as if he went and joined some team and won three championships. Yeah, and loyalty. I mean, like I, I get certain guys wanting to stay with one franchise. I mean, but like D Wade also went to Chicago. Yeah, like D Wade was like loyal. Like that's that's Wade. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and 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 to D to your other point about. Uh, Kevin Durant does care about his legacy. I, I, of course, I think Kevin Durant would want a statue outside of a stadium or a street to be named after him. I think his point more so was, I can't get lost in the minutia of arguing about what my legacy is right now with everybody on a day-to-day basis because that's all the conversations that are occurring in the sports sphere of media, right, which you see him yeah. engage with. It's like – I. I'll have to do that when it's all said and done, when you see the entire body of work. You agree. Yeah, here's what I will say, JT, your point, though. I'm curious as to whether or not what Katie is saying now is just the sign of growth, or is it a reaction to him coming to grips with the fact that he's not going to be one of those players that has a statue outside of one of those arenas like D brought up. Like, that, that was probably the impetus for him to make the move from Golden State to Brooklyn because the new arena that the Warriors were moving into, if they were going to put a statue of anybody, it was going to be Steph. Steph. Like, I, I feel like KD is acknowledging by his statement that this is something that's no longer a possibility for his career as great as he is. Mm. I want to get into mm. a little later Kobe because you brought up Kobe. Um, and you have him in your top five, Chris, all yeah. the time. Yeah. And KD is a far more efficient scorer, far more efficient scorer, et cetera, et cetera, right? But, and he's seven feet tall. But a lot of people will have Kobe over KD because if you ask Kobe a question, hey, what do you think? You know, like I said, when, when KD was still on OKC, I remember him going on a long thing. If I never win a championship, that's not going to define who I am, blah, 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 blah. I have a great life, all this kind of off-court stuff. And we used to talk about it at the time in sports talk, like, wait a minute, could you imagine Kobe Bryant ever saying that? No. Kobe had something in him. It was the closest thing ever to Jordan. Right. That drove, but that, so is that not there in KD the same way? We got to talk more about this. Meantime, is yeah. the clock clicking? Yeah. Uh, is, the, is the clock clicking? Is the clock ticking? <laughs> okay. <laughs> on Belichick's job in New England. KJM. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs> at that time, Harry Douglas. Listen, look, this is Keyshawn J. Will and Max oh, Radio, but it's like a cross of three different shows right now. We got uh, Max from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Chris Canty from Canty and Carlin. <laughs> Chris Canty from Canty and Carlin. And Harry Douglas. Where's the D? Fitz Man. and Harry. Man, the guys in the studio are on one, ain't they, Max? Yeah, the guys sure. behind the glass are on one. For sure. Um, so, Harry, we've been talking a lot about KD's legacy uh, in the last couple of segments. But uh, you're here, and I know you could talk. Hoops, obviously, but yep. brother played in the league, played for the Knicks. But um, we're talking about Belichick a lot recently. Yeah. And Charlie Weiss was on this program a couple days ago. And when I asked him about it, you know, and I thought I was going to get pushed back because I'm the guy who's been questioning, hey, the great Bill Belichick, I thought he was the undisputed GOAT. Got one playoff win in nine seasons without Brady now all in and hasn't had any playoff wins in New England since Brady left. Yep. He's not doing a bad job. He's like middle of the pack. But come on, it's Belichick, right? And I'm expecting pushback from Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss said, well, we're entering year four now. And well, listen, listen to Charlie Weiss. Anytime you lose a guy like Tommy, you got to expect there's going to be a transition period that takes place. But now, you know, we're, we're going four years now. And I think that this is going to be a big year in New England because if you look at this division, a division that I think is more wide open than, than a lot of people think, I mean, how you do will might dictate the future of you know, how things end up going in New England. Ooh. What do you think, Harry? Well, I, I agree with what he says. I think this is a, a season where the New England Patriots, they have to make the playoffs. But I push back a little bit on what Charlie said about the division. I think the Patriots right now are the fourth best team in the division, mm. and they have the fourth best quarterback in the division. With a roster that's not as, you know, as athletic as the other teams as well. That's why I thought in my eyes if the New England Patriots were to go make a push for Lamar Jackson, it would be a good thing because of the quarterback situation. And I'm assuming Aaron Rodgers and the trade is going to go through for the New York Jets. But you have Josh Allen, you have Tua Tagovailoa who played at a high level, and if you look at Mac Jones, right, I'm going to start with the division. You look at Mac Jones against the Miami Dolphins. He has one win, one win out of four tries. And that one win came with Tua Tungvaluva wasn't playing. He has one win and five tries versus the Buffalo Bills. And that one win, he went two for three for nine yards passing. That was a snowstorm. He's 4-0 versus the Jets. But if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers – I don't see the New England. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're going to beat them. So for the New England Patriots to compete, I think they need to upgrade at the quarterback position. Now let's talk about the AFC. You have Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Oh, Mac Jones. You're going to tell me Mac Jones is going to go toe to toe with all those guys? I don't see it happening. Be like Glass Joe and. Mike Tyson's punch out. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't see it happening either. But, Harry, you brought up Lamar Jackson of it all. One of the teams that didn't refute 
the Lamar Jackson pursuit and said that they were going to do their due diligence because he was a special player was the Indianapolis Colts. Now, they're in the quarterback business. They got the fourth overall pick. If you're their general manager, Chris Ballard, do you draft a guy at four or do you trade the capital to the Ravens to bring over Lamar Jackson? I got to trade the capital because Lamar Jackson is a proven commodity in the National Football League. Just because you have the fourth pick and you draft a quarterback, it's not necessarily that that guy is going to pan out. Look at the Jets. Look at the situation that they're in. Look at the Mm. San Francisco 49ers. Look at Trey Lance. It's not going to always be a hit. And I think the numbers and the percentages show you when you draft a guy in the first round, you're not going to have all of them hit. So when I look at a guy, Lamar Jackson, who's a unanimous MVP award winner, which there's only been two, Canty, Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. We know what he can do. Shane Steichen becoming the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts is big for me because I see him with that system with Jalen Hurts and what he was able to do with Hurts. Also, the offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter, was there last year with Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence's growth. So now you have two guys that seen two young quarterbacks grow at that position. Now you put Lamar Jackson in that system with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Now the offensive line got to be better than they were a year ago, but I don't, I don't expect them to be as decimated as they were last season. Last season, I think, was an outlier because Quentin Nelson didn't play well, and we all know that Quentin Nelson can play at a very high level. So I'm looking forward to the Indianapolis Colts, and if they do get Lamar Jackson, I think it's a perfect fit. What would you say to someone who says that Lamar Jackson's use, which is almost running back-ish by Mm -hmm. his team, it's one of the beefs he has with the Ravens, right? He'd like to have a nice long career because he can obviously spin it, um, means that his career will be shorter and there's a higher injury risk or a higher risk of decline because legs age faster than an arm. Not that he can't throw, but just the way he's been used as – what would you say to though? Because I agree with you a hundred percent about the Patriots mm-hmm. and about the Colts, actually. But what would you say to those to, to to GMs who have those concerns? Were they were they concerned about that when it comes to Josh Allen? So why all of a sudden is something with Lamar Jackson? Josh Allen plays way more reckless than Lamar Jackson does. So if Josh Allen has also been contacted more since they both came into the league in 2018. There you go. Yeah. So if we don't make that statement about. Josh Allen, I don't want to hear it about Lamar Jackson. What about, let's get back to Belichick for a second. It seems to me, I'm hearing a lot of excuses baked into people's conversations about Belichick, the coach. Well, you can't expect him to win a playoff game. He has Mac Jones. But Belichick's the GM, too. Oh, look who's sneaking into the seat. Like a thief in the, in the, in the, in the early morning. Like a what? thief in the night, what? but it's really what? Welcome, your stomach welcome, feel better now? Welcome to your Wait, show, Jay. You <laughs> I was doing another show. Welcome to your show, Jay. It's not my fault they booked me on another show during my show. What do you want me to do? I'm heading over there as soon as I finish here, too. There you go. So, so what do you think? Belichick's the GM, too, right? Do yeah. you think Kraft is genuine when he says it's up to Bill Belichick if he wants to sign Lamar Jackson or not, or well, Kraft is towing well, a... At the end of the day, Robert Kraft is the owner. Right. So the owner's going to have the final say. Now, he respects the hell out of Bill Belichick, and he's going to get Bill Belichick's opinion. But we also got to remember the whole, you know, Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, Jimmy Garoppolo situation. We still got to remember that now. I wonder if it's even up to Kraft. In other words, like, are the owner's hands tied, too, by some kind of understanding they have? Because this is suspicious. This, it's suspicious. You get, the collusion is hard to prove. But when no one in the league seems interested in a 26-year-old superstar quarterback, 
It's the only second time in history it's ever happened. The first time a guy got 230 fully guaranteed. The second time no one wants to touch the guy. Four, no one wants to look at him or talk to him. They're the fourth best team in the division right Dijon, now. Dijon, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.